0: When Jack Hartung joined Chipotle 20 years ago, it was far from the powerhouse it is today.
1: Chipotle was a special brand. It was an unknown brand, it was very small.
0: Founded in 1993 by chef-turned-entrepreneur Steve Ells, the company stood on the brink of the growth spurt that would create a category, fast casual dining.
2: It was a really simple idea Steve had. It was, look, why is fast food crappy? Why can't great food be done fast?
1: I was there when there was just a couple dozen restaurants, and I would visit restaurants like this where Steve would go behind the line, and he'd see somebody cutting an onion and saying, well, hold on, let me, let me show you how to do it.
0: Two decades later, Jack Hartung is still the chief financial officer of Chipotle. He's had a hand in just about every area of the operation.
1: I feel like I've always been able to dabble in things outside of just financials.
0: And while his central task is to create greater value for a chain that now has about 3,000 restaurants, he insists on staying true to the values that have defined Chipotle from day one.
1: I think I'm really open-minded, but um, I I really do want to protect the heritage of of Chipotle and make sure that we don't lose the, the essence.
0: It's a powerful blend, a consistent mission that sustains the brand with a commitment to innovation that drives the business. Chipotle's future depends on investments that address both priorities. Jack Hartung embraces that
1: challenge.
2: He's always had a passion for what we do next at our company because he's always been really a champion of growth.
1: I've got to make sure that the financials, the balance sheet, uh, the way we source food, the way that we um, provide food, the way that our business works needs to be strong so that we reach our full potential.
2: I love working with people that can figure out how to thread the needle between the numbers and the purpose. Frankly, not everybody can do it, Uh, but luckily Jack does it really well. And, you know, we're pretty fortunate to have him at our company.
0: Chipotle's growth in the last five years has been nothing short of spectacular. Revenues have jumped nearly 70%. The company's market capitalization has more than quadrupled. All this despite a global pandemic that's disrupted the restaurant industry. And all this following a food safety crisis that caused sales at the company to crater and forced a shakeup in the C-suite.
3: Individually, the team was phenomenal. Individually, people were very talented. Uh, But it's almost like they didn't have the right people in the right places um, to handle how big the brand and the platform became. The enhanced food safety procedures, enhanced standards and training, they really enhanced, enhanced the management team, took marketing dollars, you know, transitioned them to more effective marketing, brand building efforts with a big focus on reminding consumers of why they love Chipotle. The breakdown was the human capital. The breakdown was in culture. And that's what they've repaired. And that's
0: why they're coming back stronger. What have you learned in your CFO position going through those crises? What was, what was the, which one was the most challenging?
1: The food safety issue was the most challenging because we were alone in that one. Yeah. Um, that was unique to Chipotle. Um, the pandemic is certainly a challenge, but everyone's in it together. The things that really got us through it is we stay true to our purpose. So during each of these challenges, we made sure we invested in the things that made Chipotle special. Invest in higher quality food, invest in our people, and then invest in our growth and,
2: and invest in things like technology. We have this saying around here, I think it actually comes from West Point. You know, We, we will choose the harder right over the easy wrong.
0: How do you and Jack work on things like that? Those black swan events, those things that can be, you know, fundamentally changing for you as a company.
2: When we are successful in focusing on the really important things that can strategically drive growth for us, Mm -hmm. they seem to be having resiliency in these unexpected events.
1: And the other thing I I think is to make sure you have a strong balance sheet to make sure you can weather the storm. And we've had a strong balance sheet. We've never had debt. We've also, all, always had more cash in the balance sheet than we need for our right. normal ongoing business. And that has come in, you know, great, you know, really handy.
0: Chipotle carries no long-term debt and its free cash flow almost tripled in 2021. When you think about the future, how do you take advantage of this? And, and, and what is the flexibility that that enables?
1: What it really affords us is we're gonna be able to invest in our future, no matter what, like we accelerated are open. We accelerated our pursuit of new restaurant sites right. during the pandemic when some of the restaurant companies were laying off their development team.
0: Chipotle not only expanded its footprint over the last two years, it reshaped its restaurants. A venture into drive through dining that began several years ago became a thriving profit center when the pandemic
1: struck. The thing that's changed the most is just most of our restaurants now have a Chipotle so three years ago, we had maybe five or six Lanes and now we have over 350, and 80% of our new openings have a Chipotle. The sales in our Chipotle restaurants are higher, and our margins are higher too, because the digital orders are our highest margin transaction. And when you can serve the customer through the Chipotle lane without the delivery fees that we pay and the customers pay, it's, it's it's a great margin opportunity for us.
0: The convenience of Chipotle Chipotle's contributed to soaring digital sales in 2020. There was little erosion in 2021, even as in-restaurant sales returned to 80% of 2019 levels. Meanwhile, membership and loyalty programs has boomed, giving Chipotle valuable insight into its customers' omni-channel preferences.
1: What we've seen is that our digital customers, they come the most often and they spend the most each time they come.
0: Customer loyalty could face a test if inflation continues to push higher. Chipotle hiked menu prices roughly 9% in 2021. Jack Hartung says it's not just wages and food costs that are putting on the pressure.
1: It's hitting everything. It's hitting materials too for our restaurants. So our new restaurants are costing more as well.
0: You guys have had incredible pricing power. Is there kind of a tipping point where it's like enough?
1: We haven't seen it. Uh,
0: Why is that Jack?
1: Well part of it is um, we've over the years been slow to raise prices. We've always tried not to go to the menu board to raise prices whenever we've had a challenge from a cost standpoint. We'll do other things to try to find efficiencies somewhere along the line. We raised prices in the second quarter of last year. We did that just to cover the cost of raising wages. We raised wages up to $15. It was an average of 15% increase. And we raised prices just to cover the dollar cost of that. So we didn't increase our margins. Our margins actually went down, but our profitability stayed the same. Our customers actually said, we really applaud what you're doing. We're fine with a 4% price increase. On a chicken burrito, that's 30 cents. But the fact that you increase wages to that extent, we like you even more Chipotle.
0: CEO Brian Nickel has warned that Chipotle may raise prices again if cost pressures intensify. With the cost of eating out already at historic levels, consumers may just have to get used to paying more.
3: The industry is used to tepid inflation, call it 2%, you know, um, level inflation. They take, you know, a little bit of price to offset. It flows through and, and margins are just naturally restored. The fact of the matter is labor was the pressure point So the industry today is definitely sitting on a high single digit price versus what is typically a low single digit price inflation or level of menu price increase.
1: In relative terms, everyone has to do this. In fact, I would say, Carol, we we could be more patient than others because we own all of our restaurants. When you're a franchise organization, when you have franchisees that have borrowed to invest in their business, they can't necessarily afford to let inflation eat away at at their ability to pay the debt for very long.
0: It is full speed ahead when it comes to store growth. Chipotle just upped its goal to 7,000 from 6,000 restaurants in the U.S., thanks in large part to strong performance it's seeing in smaller towns.
1: Based on, we're already in more than 100 of them. Based on the ones we're in, based on the results so far, which are extraordinary, we think there is as, as many as almost 1,000 more restaurants. So even though you're about a small town with you know maybe 20, 30,000 people, the sales volumes are almost the same as if you you know, were in a city like Chicago or a, a, a Chicago suburb, but the investment costs are lower, the rents are certainly lower, and the operating costs are lower. So you end up getting higher margins and higher returns.
0: Chipotle reaps the full benefit of these returns since it owns and operates all its stores, an advantage that's not lost on Wall Street.
3: It's extremely unusual in not only restaurants, but from a restaurant stock perspective. To have a large cap stock that's growing its unit level economic model, meaning the revenues are getting better and the margins are getting better, as growth is accelerating, it's just, it's like almost unheard of.
0: So there's little reason for Chipotle to begin franchising in the United States. But for the chain's 45 international restaurants, Bloomberg Intelligence notes that partnering with local operators overseas might boost margins and accelerate expansion.
1: We're open to the idea of some kind of franchise model. Um, you know, there are areas of the world where it's going to be harder for us to, to own um, and to run the businesses our, ourselves. Uh, we're in the process of bringing our digital system to Europe. That's going really, really well. We've also opened up some alternative sites. It gives us great optimism that International is going to be a growth vehicle for us in uh, you know, hopefully not too distant future.
0: Like Chipotle's menu, Jack Hartung's professional resume isn't padded out with exotic ingredients. After earning a bachelor's degree and MBA at Illinois State, he went straight to an accounting job at Cooper's and Libran. His next stop, 18 years at McDonald's.
1: They called me up and McDonald's was just a few miles down the road and they said, this place is great. And what they, what they told me was great about it was, you start in one area, but then when a job opens up, they would post it and you can interview for it. So I felt, well, that sounds great, so I can learn a job, and then if I'm looking for another opportunity, I can interview for it, and if I've done a good job, I'll I'll get those opportunities, which is what happened.
0: I am curious, when you went from McDonald's to Chipotle, where folks like, "Uh, Jack, here you've got the established company, you're going to a startup. I mean, did people think you were crazy?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people thought I was crazy. Um, In fact, one memorable person was the CEO of McDonald's at the time, because I had a great career at McDonald's and the future looked really, really, really good. At Chipotle it was in its infancy and it and it had this vision for food um, that was like no other that I've seen.
0: How much of it was, McDonald's owned oh, 90% of Chipotle, how much of it was, all right, Jack, keep an eye on these guys?
1: You know, that's how it started. Okay. And it wasn't keep an eye on it, but it was more, um, their food culture was very advanced, their business culture was not. And so it was more of, bring some of your experience to Chipotle just so you can get them on a, you know, on a, on a stronger track. Once I got into the Chipotle environment and I realized, oh my God, I want to be part of this, there was a passion about what we were doing. So it wasn't a finance job anymore. It was a job that was really changing food culture in this country. Um, and it was it was a mission. And it was a mission that I that I totally bought into.
0: Chipotle's culture and mission have long differentiated it as a place to eat. With restaurants competing fiercely for employees in the wake of the pandemic, companies are going to have to show that they are great places to work as well.
3: It's not just about that person coming back to work in the restaurant. They're going to come back but they're not going to come back and work the way they did before. I think that the companies that win are those that are investing in their employees, their teams that are developing a strong culture that people want to be a part of. The real win on a micro level is if restaurants can figure out how to make that employee work better and more efficiently but in a way that makes
0: them more satisfied. At this new location just outside Chicago, Jack Hartung told me what it will take to build a workforce to meet Chipotle's goals.
1: You've got to start with attractive wages, but then you've got to go way beyond that. You've got to offer developmental opportunities, promotional opportunities. We have 100,000 employees. and As we grow from 3,000 restaurants to 7,000 restaurants, we're gonna need 200 or 250,000 employees. So our future depends on hiring great crew today that will be great managers in the future
0: double the locations, double the staff. And along with investing in people, Chipotle plans to invest in technology to support them.
2: There is so much still that can be done with artificial intelligence, robotics. When you think about our system, there are a lot of processes that, frankly, people don't love doing. Cutting and coring avocados in the restaurant, not a fun job, very repetitive. You know, I think there's a way where we could use robotics to help us do that. And then as you think about artificial intelligence, we could be better at figuring out how many avocados do we have to cut and pour today so that we never run out of guacamole throughout the day.
0: As digital orders have surged, Chipotle has adapted its processes. The most dramatic change has been the addition of a second make line.
1: This is very familiar to customers, our front line, and this is what for the first, you know, call it 18 years at Chipotle, this was you come into Chipotle along the line, you interact with the crew, and you customize your meal. We've got this separate make line, and it's digitized, and so the orders come in, and they're, they're really kind of staged so that if you say at noon, I want to come in at 1 o'clock, we hold that order, and we will send it to the crew like maybe 10 to 1, right. so it's ready right when you pull up your car
0: how do you manage these kind of two different staffing needs right yes. and making sure you have the right amount of people yes at the, at the right right time
1: we spend a lot of time uh, projecting sales uh, a lot of it is you know it's part art part science we're trying to bring more science and more ai into it because yeah. if you get the right sales projection then you know exactly what your sale what your staffing needs to be so if you get the sales right you can get the entire restaurant staff perfectly with just a couple people Our our average restaurant now does about um, over a million dollars per restaurant in digital sales. Data
0: science meets culinary art in Chipotle's commitment to menu innovation. By releasing several new items each year, management hopes to boost same store sales. It seems to be working, but it's more complicated than it looks.
1: The most important thing is to make sure that um, the economics work, meaning when you bring something new, um, does it bring in additional customers? Does it bring existing customers more often? There's always going to be trade-off from you know one menu item to another. Um, and there could be economic either advantages or disadvantages. So we just want to understand that, you know, when a customer comes in, if they're trading from a high margin item to a low margin item, that's going to be a loser for us.
0: And any new offering must meet Chipotle's rigorous sourcing standards.
1: It will take us a year and a half uh, from the time that we are, are experimenting in the test kitchen to we'll put it into a few restaurants to see how does it work operationally and do customers like it. But it'll take us a year and a half because we've then got to build up a supply chain. It's a challenge, but we take our time and we're not going to roll it out before it's ready.
0: Jack Hartung clearly places a high value on the customer experience and the experience of those who work at Chipotle restaurants. He's a people person and a family man with five children and ten grandchildren even his favorite hobby brings family into play. It's a passion for collecting and restoring classic cars.
1: I drive here very conservatively, so I'm not like ripping down the highway or anything, but these are cars that I really cared about, really admired and aspired to when I was young. And so I I still love these cars. There's a bonding that goes on as well. One of my sons is a mechanic. So he's a mechanic for Tesla um, and he loves cars. And so we spend time at car shows together. We'll go to auctions and look for cars. Um, And so we have a great time. And he knows how to fix the cars and I know how to drive the cars. And so that's kind of the partnership uh, that we have. But we have a great time together.
0: A central pillar of Chipotle's business has always been a commitment to fresh food in support of sustainable agriculture. From responsibly raised meat to local and organic produce, the company has crafted a supply chain carefully over decades.
3: Every company is facing supply chain challenges. Chipotle has a great infrastructure. They have a sophisticated team. They have relationships with their suppliers, a lot of whom are local
0: and a lot who have gotten to know Jack Hartung. He's done much more to build those relationships than just sign checks.
1: Within my first year, I was spending time on hog farms, cilantro farms. Uh, believe it or not, I was, um, I drove a combine, you know, that's like the size of this restaurant, um, to harvest rice, organic rice. And these are things that they had, they, they had a lasting impression on me because when I would go back to my office and I would be working on spreadsheets of financial analysis, I saw how the hogs were raised and I saw how they were raised conventionally versus with our farmers. And I'm like, I've got to make sure that our financials and all, all everything we spend money on needs to be thoughtful so that we can invest in the better way of raising food. It's more expensive right. to buy this food. I was trying to make sure that the economic model supported investing in this food and not through higher menu prices.
2: Jack is 100% bought into our purpose of cultivating a better world. One of those key planks is sustainability and doing the right thing for the planet. And as a result, he's on board with investing in it and understanding the implications on the business and then obviously our purpose. We know it
1: matters. We know it matters not just to our customers, to our crew as well. We do the right things. We do what's right for our people. We do what's right for the farmers. We do what's right for the environment.
0: For the last 20 years at Chipotle, Jack Hartung has made strategic decisions based on what matters, even in times of turmoil and crisis. Looking back more often than not, it's paid off. So I wanted to know what he sees when he looks ahead. What's the opportunity for Chipotle in the next 10 years that excites you the most?
1: Well, I think the most exciting thing is that we're not even halfway to our potential um, in the U.S. So, you know, when I joined the company, it was a few hundred restaurants, and we were talking about 1,000, maybe 2,000. Here we are at 3,000, talking about seven. I believe as we approach seven, that number is going to be higher. A lot higher? Well, I don't know how much higher, but for sure it's going to go up. And international, we're just scratching the surface, and we've been very responsible in international where we've taken the same food ethos. We've owned the restaurant so far, and so it's been a very slow, let's make sure we get this right. You know, sometimes you have to go slow before you go fast, and that's kind of been our approach. We've gone slow and now we're positioning ourselves to, I, I, I think in the not too distant future, go fast into international. So those are the two things that excite me the most.
0: All right, what's the challenge for the next 10 years that is on your mind the most that maybe even keeps you up at night?
1: People. Um, when we run all of our restaurants like we do today, um, we have around 100,000 employees. As we grow, we're gonna need more employees. Uh, we promoted 19,000 people last mm-hmm. year. 90% of our, of our promotions were in-house. So we always have to be on our game in terms of hiring great people that believe in Chipotle and our purpose today, that have the desire to learn how to cook, learn how to run a business, learn how to lead people. If we do a great job with that, the future only gets brighter. So we're in great shape from a people standpoint, but that's something that I'll I'll always worry about. Are we we hiring and developing the right? people? You don't wanna be losing people. If we lose people, then we might have to resort to franchising. And it's hard to follow a purpose during tough times, like during a Mm -hmm. pandemic. It's hard to invest in things like food and people. when margins are under pressure. When you own your own restaurants, you can make those investments.
0: How do you see your role as CFO changing in the next 10 years? Safe to say it's changed a lot in the past 10 years. How about the next 10?
1: It has. You know, I, I, I think it'll just evolve with the challenges. I mean, I, again, I'm, a, I'm already fortunate that I, I've been able to get involved in real estate and supply chain. I spend time in a restaurant, spend time in suppliers. Um, you know, spend time international as well. So I, I always, I already get to spend a lot of time in a lot of these areas. I think um, in terms of evolution, um, it's probably more a matter of the folks on my team, some of which are new to Chipotle in the last few years, some of which have been with us for a long time. Right. To, to help them rise up so they can take on bigger responsibilities. As we become a bigger company, everybody in the company will need to step up and take on bigger responsibility. So my main goal will be to make sure that they're ready to take those on.
0: What's the skill set that you think uh, every CFO should be acquiring in this environment?
1: I think being uh, digital savvy um, is probably the most important thing. Trying to stay, uh, you know, keep up or even stay ahead of where technology is going, not just in the next five years, the next 10 or 15 years, I think that's the most critical for a CFO.
0: What's the best advice for the future that you'd give to somebody, a person who just got promoted to CFO today?
1: I would say be really, really curious, Um, try to learn as much as you can about every part of the business. Every CFO knows how to read financial statements and go through what a CFO is supposed to do. But I think what you have to do is put those aside at some point. Go spend time in your business, in our case, spend time in restaurants. Spend time with suppliers. I think get to know how other people within the business, what their challenges are, what their opportunities are, um, what really makes the customer care about your brand or your business. And I think the more you do that, when you go back to the spreadsheets, you're going to be thinking about things from a different sample. Your priorities might change a little bit, right? and it might change how you make investments to make sure that the customer experience is better next time, rather than the margin is better. I mean, if you invest in the customer in a way where they become loyal to your customer, the margins will come.
0: Heartfelt and hands-on, Jack Hartung has put Chipotle in position to go forward by always making sure the business goes back to the start and stays true to its roots. That's what makes him Chipotle's chief future officer. I'm Carol Masser. This is Bloomberg.